Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. You know, there's times I think we all, um, and maybe it's just me, so let me just talk about myself. There are times where I wonder about my purpose, right? You know, what's my purpose, Lord? There's so many different um, books out there, like The Purpose Driven Life, so many different devotionals to help people in, you know, finding out what their purpose is and, and what they're supposed to be doing, right? Because we all have this, you know, instinct within us that there has to be more to life than what we're just doing. And overall, our purpose, you know, um, what we were created for was to bring God the glory in everything that we do. You know, that's what the Bible tells us in everything and whatsoever you do, do it onto the glory of God. And that is our ultimate purpose is to to show others his glory, to tell people about him so that they can get to know him as well. And what I've learned in my studies of just really trying to determine what my specific purpose is in bringing God the glory is, is that your purpose is what you were created to do. Right. And the assignment, which I have come to realize that sometimes I may get more caught up in over the purpose or confuse the two is the assignment is how you fulfill that purpose, right? And so what I mean in that a little bit more is like I, I've recently talked to you guys about titles and not being so caught up in holding all of these different titles. And because of where I currently am in my life, I am thinking and reflecting on these things more. And, you know, my, me being a wife is an assignment, right? How in that assignment as a wife do I bring God the glory? As a mother, that is also another assignment. In that assignment, how am I bringing glory to God as a daughter, as a friend, um, whether you are an employee or self-employed, whether you are, you know, serving at your church in a particular ministry, whether you are starting a nonprofit organization, all of these different things, these different titles, so to speak, are assignments and assignments change, right? Even when you're on a job, you know, there's always those other duties or if you get a promotion, now you're no longer in the position that you started in, your assignment has changed. So assignments can change, but the purpose still remains the same of what it is that you're supposed to do. And so as I continue to explore this and reflect on it, on how assignments have changed, what I've come to realize, and, and it's not like an epiphany, like I didn't know this before, but it's a reminder, right? It was a reminder to me that Hannah, as long as your identity, who you are, is in Christ, it doesn't matter what your assignment is because you know that your identity is rooted in him. Who you are, who you are meant to be is all in in him. And as a believer, I, that is what I stand on, right? 
my that's my firm foundation the the core of of my beliefs my values like it comes from the word of god and i know that the word tells me that i am created in his image that i am fearfully and wonderfully made that he has called me out set me apart set me aside you know so i know all of these things right but there are times where i will allow the the negative thoughts or when I allow myself to fall into the comparison trap or when I allow myself to become so um, attached to like the comments and the views of others and to all these different things. Like I was recently having a conversation with Anthony the other day and I've, I've talked about this before, how sometimes I can get caught up in the highlights of people's lives on social media because you scroll through and you see what people are doing and it's like oh wow that's beautiful and that's where that whole or that's amazing and that's where that whole you know the grass is greener on the other side concept comes up and but what I've realized is is that although the grass may seem greener on the other side and it could look like a beautiful flourishing lawn whether it is a facade or it is true it has to still be maintained there has to be work that's put into it right and so i was just mentioning to him i was just like you know you i sometimes get caught up in the highlights of other people's lives but the the thing is and this is what i think this world um all of us in general are craving which is why we will you know, really gravitate to those who are a bit more authentic is is that we want to see the real. We we want to see, you know, the bloopers. Can you show me the bloopers of your life? Can you show me how you got there? Being transparent in what you're going through. Um, because that's what I relate to. Right now, I can't relate to your highlight. I see your highlight and it's great and it's amazing and I'm happy for you. But that's not what's happening in my life right now. And I find myself because it's not happening in my life that sometimes it causes me to overlook what I have because now I'm focusing on what I don't have. And and that's what I've realized recently about myself. Not so much in like the focusing on like the big things. It's the little things, y'all. Like I was having, again, having a conversation with Anthony and we were talking about family. Um, And, you know, there are some major things that have been happening uh, for AJ and for our family as a whole. And we were just talking about like who we were going to share it with, you know, what AJ has been doing and, you know, just how God has been blessing him in his giftings you know um with the things that have happened recently and so I was saying to Anthony I was just like I don't really have any family to share it with you know um and that made me a little sad to say that because my connections with my my family members are are not as close as I would like them to be in regards to like you know majority of my family my father's family is back in Jamaica 
I have not been there since I was a toddler, to be quite honest with you. My grandparents on my father's side have already passed away. So have my grandparents on my mother's side. My father is one of six children. He is the baby and he has, um, he, he was a twin. His twin died at birth, but he has five sisters. And so, um, but anyways, out of all of the sisters, I think I've met them like maybe once um, to have since transitioned but the the remaining ones I don't have relationships with my father last time he went to Jamaica he counted he had like 32 nieces and nephews I don't know not a single one of them didn't grow up with them right so I have this huge family that I don't know I did not grow up with them and then on my mother's side she has four siblings I'm really only in contact with one of them um, and with you know my cousins I have cousins I you know we stay in contact through like social media but you know it's only a few of them that I actually stay in contact with with like I'll send a text message hey how you doing but that's also like this age difference too right because I'm stuck in the middle my brothers are 13 and 11 years older than me my sister is like nine years older than me and I didn't grow up with her because she grew up in Pennsylvania with her mom she is from my my father's previous uh, relationship just like my brothers are from a, a previous relationship for my mother so I'm the only child for my mother and my father but you know in saying all of that <laughs> my, my point is is like I'm in the middle because it's either my cousins are the same age as my siblings or my cousins are much much younger than me so I, I really didn't have any cousins that I grew up with Anthony on the other hand you know him and his cousins are all around the same age they grew up I hear stories about you know going to grandma's house when I went to grandma's house it was just me by myself because I would be going to my mom's mom and my mother is the only child for her mom, right? Her siblings are from her father's side and they all grew up in New York. So long story short, I mean, as time has gone on and has progressed or whatever, I, I really didn't grow up with like a whole bunch of cousins and all of that, you know, that I'm close with or anything. I really feel like I grew up like a loner, y'all. And, and that's probably why I'm so introverted because I was by myself a lot you know um but my whole point was is in this conversation when I was talking to him you know Anthony and I have now been married for 14 years and Anthony's family is a close-knit family on both sides on his mom and his father's side and the Jenkins I think I've shared this with you guys before every year around November during the classic they all come together in in Orlando so it's like this mini you know family reunion because it's, it's just the the siblings children who get together and you know they hang out for a weekend for like for four days and you know because majority of them went to fam so you know that's a big thing to come and just celebrate and what I realized is is that <laughs> I I hear God saying to me Hannah you keep focusing on what you don't have and not on what you do now Anthony's aunts who I take as my aunts as well have said to me several times 
Hannah, if you ever need anything, you know you can call me. I'm here for you. You know, I love you. And I hear that and I believe it, but do I utilize it? Do I call on them? You know, do I work on developing my relationships with them even further for myself, not just as Anthony's wife, because they don't just see me as Anthony's wife anymore. They see me as a niece, but I don't call my aunties and talk to them. Why? Because I'm so focused on the aunties, the blood relationship, the blood connection, and how I don't have a relationship with them. But here it are these people who I'm connected through through marriage. They want that connection with me. And they're like, you know, you can call. I, I promise you, every time that I see his aunt, she says to me, she was like, you know, I'm upset with you because you don't call me. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but are you know, but Hannah, are you like, when are you going to change that around? When are you going to pick up a phone and call her? And I'm I'm sharing this because I feel like or I think that I, I'm not the only one out there who's overlooking the blessings that she has that's overlooked because of a void, because of something that you've you we've wanted for so long that we're so focused on that void that we don't even realize that God has already filled that cup. He's already filled it, but we haven't, we haven't drunk from it because we still think it's empty because it didn't come the way that we thought it would come. It's like the same thing with the pandemic. You know, a lot of us were, were praying for more time with our family or, you know, we're come not happy with the job that we had and we're, we're looking for something different or just for a change, whatever the prayer was, when the pandemic hit and we had to go on quarantine and some people lost their jobs and, you know, we were stuck at home with the family, it's like we didn't even realize that the prayers that we have been praying have been answered because it came another way. It reminds me of the story of Jesus, just like how, you know, they were looking for the Messiah. They knew the Messiah was to come and they were looking forward to him coming. But he didn't come in the package that they expected. So it was hard for them to receive and accept him because he didn't come the way that they wanted him to. And so today I want to ask, like, is there something in your life that you feel that or that you may be overlooking that has been filled, a prayer that has been answered that you don't even realize God answered for you because it didn't come the way that you wanted it to. And, you know, I I find myself like just really reflecting on that because, again, then, then there's that mourning, right? That mourning period that you got to go through. Like, dang, I've wasted a lot of time. There's time that I really could have nurtured these relationships in my life and strengthen them because of the people that are there who are family but didn't look like the family that I thought they were supposed to be you know and it's not just with 
with like, you know, Anthony's family, with his aunts and everything. It's even the same thing with my friends. I've shared, you know, with you all many times um, throughout this this podcast journey of how when Anthony and I first moved to Orlando, it was just us. My church family became my family because all of our family was back in South Florida, you know, and there are connections that I've made there with people who I'm like, they're more of my family than my family is. But there are times that I still didn't reach out to them the way that I could have and nurtured those relationships even more so, you know, had I not been prideful because here it was, I was like, oh, I can handle all of this by myself. I can do this. You know, again, Anthony and I have been married for 14 years, but for like the first, I want to say eight years of my marriage, and I've shared this with you guys before, um, but I may have some new listeners, um, but for the first eight years of our marriage, I felt like I was doing it alone. Not as in like Anthony was absent, but when I say alone, I mean like I didn't have anyone to turn to, to talk to about marriage, about being a a young wife and a young mother, or to talk to about the times when Anthony and I weren't seeing eye to eye. I mean, he is my best friend, but sometimes I can't talk to my best friend about him you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you getting on my nerves. Like, I can't. Sometimes there's there there's times that we need to get it out, you know, before we go and approach the person to make sure that we're doing it the right way, right? Um, and so I did all of that. And it was me and God. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing either. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we're quick to go to our best friend first or to pick up a phone and call our mama or whoever your person is. Um, We're quick to go to them before we go to God. So I'm not saying that like, oh, it was a bad thing that the only person I had to go to was God. Like, no, that was a good thing. But God also created us for fellowship. The only time he said that something wasn't good was when he saw that man was alone. And so if, you know, if God didn't think that that was wasn't good, if he if, you know, he wouldn't have created Eve, he would have left Adam like Adam, like, no, you don't you don't need another person. All you need is me. And yes, all we need is God. But he also knows that we are meant for community. To have someone here that we can also see tangibly and talk to, you know. Um, but I didn't have that the first eight years. Um, and as an introvert, I was just all to myself. And it it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my marriage. It wasn't good for my children because I had no outlet. I had nowhere to go. I mean, but I'm I'm grateful for those times as well because it taught me. It made me get into my word. It made me, you know, seek scripture more and to help me in it. And it was good, you know, but I'm also better now that I have people that I can pick up a phone and talk to after I talk to God. Like and and now my conversations with him is, okay, God, who can I call to kind of just run this with? you know, to talk this over to who, who, who's the right person, 
you know, that will be able to handle this information and to give me um, a little extra wisdom. And so anyways, like my whole point of this episode is to remind everyone, just like how I had to be reminded, don't neglect the blessings that you have focusing so much on what you don't have because you'll miss out and unfortunately sometimes what you're missing out on are years of connections are years of of things that you could of moments that you could have been happy on on years of moments where you could have had peace in your life instead of worrying and fretting about something you know this is how we learn to be content we learn to be content by saying you know what i may not have that right now but i do have this and and this is worth my time cuz that's the other thing when we let me correct myself when i <laughs> overlook my blessings um i have a tendency to also um devalue what i have and cause especially if it's people you know i unintentionally will cause that person to feel unappreciated or unloved and that's not the intent and you know those people may not say anything but over time they'll feel like oh well it's not that important to her or you know whatever the case may be and and that's not how I feel but in a way I am devaluing the gifts that God has given me because it didn't come the way that I wanted it to. And so what I have been learning through therapy, through conversations with friends, conversations with Anthony, um, and during my, my quiet time with God is that I have to stop focusing so much on what I don't have focus on what I do have and pour into that give that of my time and be content because that's what contentment is all about as I was saying before like being content is saying you know what if I don't have anything else I'm good right where I'm at and I honestly can say like where I am right now I'm good I really am good But there are moments that of even though I feel good and I'm happy and I believe I'm content, there are moments where, yeah, if I'm scrolling on social media or if I'm talking to somebody else, there are moments where those thoughts come into my mind. Could I be doing more? Is is there more that I could be focused on right now? You know, um. And, and that's, it takes me back to the whole purpose and, and assignment situation. You know, in everything that we do, we do it onto the glory of God. But your assignments change, you know. So whatever your assignment is in this season, 
pour yourself into that. That doesn't mean that you're becoming complacent. That doesn't mean that you're stagnant. That doesn't mean that you're not fulfilling or you're not growing. But you're saying right where I am here is a good place to be because God is here with me. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us, right? We he he's in us. We are his temple. The Holy Spirit resides inside of us. So wherever we go there the Bible tells us that n- there's no place we can go where we can separate ourselves from the love of God. He he's with us everywhere, right? So if you are here, then God is here. And if God is here, here's holy. That doesn't mean that there's not another level that you can strive to. But just like in a video game, before you excel to the next level, you have to master the one that you're on. And I feel like right now, my focus is to master the level I'm on. And that is to be content where I am, not focusing on what other people may have to say or what they're doing or where they are or the pace that they're going at because it's not until we're shown something different that we feel like what we're currently doing is not enough it's it's not until we see something different that we realize like huh what I have ain't all that but is that true though just because you see something else that looks shinier and newer does that mean that what you have no longer has value that is no longer important that is no longer significant you know um and i think it really comes down to what we're comparing as well because a lot of times with ourselves we will look at ourselves and say like oh we need an upgrade we need an improvement but do you why can't I be happy with who I am right now in this moment today? I, I remember my therapist asking me, Hannah, would you be your own best friend? Like if, if you weren't you, would you want to be your best friend with how you think of yourself or treat yourself? You know, and that's a, that's a hard question to answer, especially if I'm having a moment where I'm like, oh, I'm not too happy with my my, my body right now or you know this new season that I'm in it's it's a bit of a a challenge because I'm having to reimagine who I thought I was going to be or who I thought I would be in this moment or whatever like I have to mourn what I thought things were going to be and how it was going to be and so it's like when you're going there's nothing wrong with going through all of that but at the same time how much grace are you giving yourself, how much grace am I giving me? How much grace am I saying to to myself? Like, you know what, Hannah, things currently are not how you thought they would be at this point in time. But when you look around and you think about where you are and what you're doing and what you are able to do, is there really anything to be sad about? And the truth of the matter is, is it's not. I, I may not be working right now, but I have had the time to really pour into my family. Something that I've said long time ago that I wanted to be able to do. And it's like now that I have the opportunity to do it, I'm still looking for something else because I think this isn't enough. Like what? Why is this not enough? It, it, is your family not enough for you really 
like that's that's when when I really think about it, that's kind of harsh because my family is amazing. I have an awesome husband who supports me like no other. He is so kind and compassionate, you know, and and shows me grace because there are times that I can be real stubborn about things and he's just the he has all types of patience like he was created for me because I don't know who else would be able to to handle my stubbornness at times and then my kids like my daughter oh my gosh she is the most touchy-feely person ever that is not me but the amount of love she pours on me makes me feel so loved that I appreciate her so much and her kindness and her tender heart and then my son, he is just the most charismatic person I know. And I cannot be in a room with him without laughing or smiling because he's always doing something that's just going to bring you, bring me so much joy. Like I'm grateful for my family and they are enough. And so me just being here to pour into them and to let them know how much they're appreciated, that should be enough for me because that is a part of my assignment. That's, that's currently my assignment. And that assignment allows me to do what? Fulfill my purpose and bringing glory back to God. And so I'm sharing all this because these are all the thoughts and emotions and feelings that I have been going through recently. <laughs> And, you know, I just don't believe that I'm the only person that goes through this or is going through this. And so I want to share with others to let you know, whoever's listening, you're not alone. And it's okay to have to mourn what you thought you were going to be or going to do, that you have to mourn how you thought things were going to turn out. But in your morning after that has passed, don't stay there too long. Start to look around at what you do have and not what you don't have. Because truthfully, what you've been praying about, what you've been asking for, probably has shown up in your life. But because you're so focused on how you thought it was going to turn out and how you thought it was going to be, that you're overlooking that it actually came to pass. I say this also to remind myself, like, all right, Hannah, you put it out there. Now you're held accountable to reaching out to the family that's been there for you. Now it's time for you to change that narrative and truly accept the gift that God has given you in your extended family. It may not be the family that you thought it was going to be, but you do have family. You do have people supporting you. It may not be the friends that you thought it was going to be, the friends that you thought were going to be there for a, a lifetime, but turned out to be seasonal. It's okay. You do have a friend circle. You do have people around you that are supporting you, that are praying for you, that are covering you, that are holding your hands up when you don't have the strength to hold it up yourself. Those people are there. You need to start utilizing them. Stop just talking about it. Stop just talking about the fact that, oh, I got this revelation and I know this now. And then continue the same habits because that's crazy. It's crazy to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. 
So now you have acknowledged it. Now you have to apply it. You have to do something. And so I'm saying this to y'all because I'm saying this to myself. <laughs> I'm speaking to myself right now that I need to do different. I, I realize that I have overlooked the blessings that I have because I keep looking for the way I thought that it was going to come. And I don't want to do that anymore. And so I wanted to just come on here and and share this with you all because like I said, I believe there's someone else who may be feeling the same way and needed to hear this this morning. So I wanted to share this with you all. Um, it's my prayer that you got something out of today's episode. And if you would like to connect with me, you can do so either um, through the listener letters at hannahsworld at gmail.com. I'm sorry, I said that incorrectly. At hannahsworld00 at gmail.com. Or you can connect with me on Instagram at hannahsworld00. So until next time, peace out world. Mm-hmm.